welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey, she's Brianna Osborne, and this is Inside Exec. Today we're going to talk a little bit about getting things done, but firstly I just wanted to thank you all for your patience whilst we had a little bit of a break over the last four weeks or so, and that was due in part to it being a, a fairly dense holiday time, holy holiday time, and that means that both our schedules were thrown out of whack a little bit, but mine particularly gets thrown out this time of year because it's my competition season for the flowers, which many of you know is a, somewhat of a passion for me. And over the past two and a half weeks, I have had the most intense uh, competition period that I have in any year. It's an annual thing, uh, so I, I should know about it. I should be prepared for it. Uh, it does happen, and I enjoy it at the time, but it is very much a change in pace and a change in activity for me and that's part of the reason that I want to talk today about getting things done. So that's the topic for today is getting stuff done, getting things done. Invariably when people talk to me about this competition they know that I'm doing it, they know that the particular show that this is a part of goes for two weeks so they don't quite understand the structure of the competition and once I explain to them the structure of the competition they look quite horrified and, and generally will say I couldn't do it, I don't know how you do it, I just couldn't do it, I wouldn't be able to function, all of those sorts of comments. So to give you the, the, the plan for it, this is a two-week show, it's an agricultural show, the flowers are just one part of the show itself. And there is also a competition that precedes the formal part of that two weeks. So we have a competition that is called the National Designers Competition. It's an invitation-only competition. All of the work that is done for the judging of that particular design has to be done on site on one single day. So you have eight hours to put a design together. The organisers give you a title. It is probably the biggest single money prize show that Floral Art has in this country. The rest of the two weeks competition, by comparison, it, it wouldn't even cover your expenses. So you do it because you want the ribbon, you want the certificate, you want the recognition, not because you want the money. It's definitely not a, a money-making activity for the rest of the two weeks. So, so we have the initial designers competition, then for two weeks, every second day, there is the opportunity to put up between six and eight designs. And they have to be ready by eight o'clock in the morning for judging. So if you allow, even if you've done preparation beforehand, you allow an hour to, to put each design onto the bench or, or in its staging ready for judging, that means that you have to start actually putting stuff together in the early hours of the morning. Added to that, the fact that I live two hours drive away from the venue means that I have to leave you know, between 11 and, and midnight to be there early in the morning, 1, 1.30, to start putting the designs together. And I'll have the designs all ready. Generally, I like to have them ready by 7.30, so I've got a little bit of time to look around in case I have disasters that I need to fix. And then I have to move my car off the, the grounds, park it, walk back, Wait till about 10.30 in the morning for the judging to be finished. I see those results. Sometimes I'll have a little bit more time to catch up with people who are at the show. Other times I'll just drive back home, have a sleep and get ready for the day after that, which is when I have to do it all again. And that happens for two weeks, for six 
sessions of the show and then on the final day they obviously have to go back and collect everything and bring it all home. I have over the years that I've done it, I've done it and not done anything else in that period of time. I've done it and worked on days in between. I've done it and stayed in Sydney for it and only come back once or twice during that period of time. I've done it and I've run a retail business at all at the same time. So I've actually come back on that same day of competition and worked in the shop in the afternoon and the next day until I was ready to go down that night before. So all of those variations of, of working this particular methodology for two weeks, yes, it's hard. Yes, I get tired and I do get all of the symptoms of sleep, sleep deprivation by the end of the two weeks, but it's worth it. For me, it's worth it. It's worth it in terms of actually being able to do that for two weeks of the year. It's only two weeks of the year, so it's, it's not the that I have to maintain it for any period of time. It's not a working pattern. It is a choice I make, so I have to not complain about the fact that this might be a bit inconvenient or uncomfortable or unpleasant because I have chosen to do this. I think that it's an interesting analogy that we can draw to the work situation. You know, if you've got a project that you really want to get yeah. done, that you really want to finish, and you've got a team that are fired up and committed as well, they will do anything. You will all do anything that you have to do to get it done. I agree. So if, if I continue with that analogy, Kim mentioned on top of doing that, she ran her business at one point. She was doing other work or she decided to focus solely. When you are in a project situation, you still got to do business as usual business. You still got your family commitments. You still got your social calendar. You still got to, if you're into sport or fitness, etc. So they're very, very, very comparable. I think the, the, the thing that we really should remind ourselves of, it's what Kim said to her. She, she's saying it's not a chore, it's a choice. So is the project. You might not have chose the project, but you chose to work and you chose to work on this particular initiative because you are in that environment or you've got the technical skills, whatever. And if we keep focusing well, on the outcome... Can I do it for the recognition? You want the recognition in your workplace. You want yes. the recognition of working, having worked on this project or having provided this solution or having innovated this particular process, whatever it is. It's recognition. I think we all, despite the fact that we will oftentimes say it would be nice to be paid for these things, but, if you weren't yeah. being paid and, and other things were catered for in terms of the finances... You'd still do it for the recognition. Yes, and that fulfilment. I think when you were talking, Kim, about the ribbon, you're talking about the certificate, what's behind that is the achievement, feeling of achievement, of being best at this. It's best also in class. Like filling up the wall. I've got this wall that's got like blank spaces, so you know, I need more. I don't think so. I think it's that feeling of... I competed amongst the best and I came number one in this. And and when you're doing a project, whether it's within your organisation, within your industry, within your department, within your company, whatever it is, just having your, that feeling of huge satisfaction and achievement of doing what appeared to be impossible, very possible. Mm -hmm. But if you keep focusing on the end 
result, which is that ribbon, that certificate, the recognition, the fulfillment, that is where you get your energy from. Mm. And forget about the tiredness and that. Haven't said that though, and I already knew about Kim's hours for uh, particularly this time of the year. I still think I don't know if I could do it. (laughs) And I think that that is a self limiting thing that we we do to ourselves. We say, Oh, I'm different to you, I couldn't do it. And you probably wouldn't do it that way. this, This system works for me. When I said that I'd stayed in Sydney and I'd tried doing it, having a base in Sydney rather than having the drive each day, that didn't work for me. That year was was not a a good year for me when I look back on it in terms of my enjoyment of the activity. The results were comparable, but I didn't enjoy the whole activity because that routine doesn't work for me. I like to be able to go back to my home space. I like to go go back to my environment. In terms of, the, for me, the plants and the flowers that I'm using, they're at the farm so I can walk around and I can choose which ones I want to use and they're appropriate for my designs. Whereas if I'm in Sydney, I have to go to the markets and you've got to buy a bunch and I won't use them all and it just... And I don't have the same range because I work a lot with Australian natives. I don't have the same range of choices as I have if I go back to the farm. So that process doesn't suit me. So it's not a one-size-fits-all, but it's certainly, in terms of, of thinking about what you can do and how you can do it, I think we all have a tendency to self-limit, to say, oh, I couldn't do it that way, I wouldn't be able to manage that, or I wouldn't, wouldn't know where to start. All of those phrases that we tell ourselves are the things that stop us even trying to do it. And you can't know whether you can do it if you hadn't tried. I think that's good advice, but I also want but, to tell you what... But. There's no but. So I just <laughs> want to tell you what was in my head when I said I couldn't do it. I actually didn't think about the whole thing, and it's the learning. I didn't think about the whole thing. All I could think of was limited sleep because I like my sleep. And I, I, I always said, I can't do it. I can't do it because of the sleep. And again, that was limiting. I didn't really, like, didn't stop to think about all the other things that give me the energy. The same as in the floral competition, I correct me if I'm wrong, Kim, I imagine like with the work thing, you get energy from others as well. Mm. So because other people are like part of this project and yep. in your case the competition, you know that you're not doing it in isolation and, and only yeah. you. Mind you, it can be done if you're a sole inventor. But in this case, you keep going because, you know, it's a reasonably short burst. That burst might be, in this case, two weeks, but it might be a month, it might be a year. But you've got other people and you're sharing that energy, the satisfaction, the commitment, the the vision. Absolutely. um, It is absolutely the dynamic of the group that you're working with. Mm. There are a number of others who do this similar sort of thing and there are some who are Sydney-based so they only come in later, what we call later in the morning. You know, they breeze in at 5 o'clock in the morning and how are you going, (laughs) you know, and get the appropriate response at that time. But it is about the shared experience of the things that we're doing but also the synergy of all of us being together. We, we certainly work on all our own designs, but by the end of the two weeks, it's, oh, have you got this or have you got that or what will I put here? And it's not so much, you know, the competition is still there, but it's not the be-all and end-all. It's about being able to work together through this shared experience for a, a goal at 
I said the word, for an outcome, <laughs> sit back in the chair, for an outcome <laughs> that you have identified for yourself. <laughs> um, I think she meant to say goal then, but she <laughs> stopped herself. She hates the word goal and I think it's a very good thing. Anyway. <laughs> I don't yeah. hate the idea of it. We, we will talk about that another day. Yes. But it's just the word that I find distracting. Well, what we're talking about then is about getting things done and, again, the planning, the organising, the setting of a vision, the achievement, all these are good. But must always remember, no matter what, whether it's a project where things are going wrong, like Kim said, in her world of competition, not getting the right material or counting on this particular species of flower or a shrub, and then it died on her or she couldn't get it or didn't get through customs when she's competing overseas. So in that sense... That happens in projects. You do have obstacles, you do have things that unexpected things, and you do have contingencies. But at the end of the day, you do have some surprises, and some of them are not nice. You should try and have fun with it, knowing that it is going to happen, and it might happen, no matter what you do. And I liken it a bit, I'm not a bit silly, but I, I liken it a bit to travel. It's a bit unrealistic to think that you're going to go on a trip and that you're going to have it mapped to the finest degree and everything is going to go like clockwork. There'll be one or two things. You might miss a bus. You might just um, misjudge the, the distance or whatever it is. That is part of the adventure after all. And it is part, if you focus on it as an adventure and fun, a challenge that gives you even more satisfaction at the end I think you continue with the energy. It's interesting too that when things do go wrong and they can't be fixed, your reaction to them can often be a learning experience for the rest of the team and an insight into the team dynamic and, your, as I said, your interactions with the rest of the team. In last year's competition, I had a, a large design piece, so we're talking a metre square, two metres high, and I had planned and prepared it as is my way beforehand and tested it out the structure, not putting the plant material in, but tested out the structure, the supporting structure. Got it down to Sydney, put it, well, started to put it together and it just wouldn't go together the way it was supposed to. And all the pieces were marked and I probably worked on it for nearly an hour trying to put it together. I was running out of time to have, this was the last design that I had to put together ready for judging I was running out of time. I knew that if I didn't get it together in the next 10 minutes or so, I wouldn't have time to put the rest of the plant material in and have it ready for judging. And I got to a point where I thought, this is just not worth it. It's not worth the stress that this is causing me to try and make this happen. I will just not have this entry here. And I know that in sometimes in, in a work situation, you can't make that choice and just not do something. But then what it might mean is that you do it a different way at a different time. That it's it's not the that 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 point, or it might be that you put up your hand and just say this can't be done this way at this time, and and actually report it that way. But I made a value judgment on the quality of the structure that I had put together, and the competitor that was beside me had never heard me speak that way, <laughs> and it. To this day, it remains an enduring story that she tells about how she learned that I was a human being <laughs> and that I might actually have 
emotions because she had only ever before seen him methodically put together designs, win prizes, everything runs smoothly. And this was really valuable for her and she felt more at home with me. We'd become much closer in terms of, of collaboration than we had been previously by that one little episode where I showed that I was human, that I did have a reaction and that the structure was a piece of rubbish, which is not the words I use, but very similar. <laughs> and it has become, the, the abbreviation of it has now become a, a standard word that we use when a design is not working. And so she actually had the opportunity to use it on some things that she did this year. So I've contributed to the uh, education of the floral art world in that sense. <laughs> very good. When you said, you know, you mightn't be able to do that in, um, in a work sense to decide, I'm going to ditch this or whatever. We actually do do that. For example, a number of system projects where you went out to do one thing and achieve it and it became very clear that there were certain things that you have to make a call on. You start calling it, well, this will be done in phase two. It'll be done in phase yeah. three. So yeah. it, it is doable and it's not giving up. It is just a timing and a staging of it. In your case, not maybe this competition. And Well, that's yeah. very true because yeah. I actually used that structure yeah. slightly differently in this year's competition. There you are. So And, and the other competitor was beside me and she said, oh, it's return. And I said, say <laughs> not a word. Do not even look in this direction. But we do have fun. I think the takeaways for me, for all of you listening today out of this, is that when you've got this kind of commitment that you have chosen to make or you have to make, that you plan for it and you plan for all of the things that need to happen around it and that you recognise that when things do go wrong, it is not the end of the world and that at the end of it, as I always say, you celebrate the fact that you have done it regardless of the outcome and I'll tell you the results in a minute, but regardless of the outcome, you celebrate the fact that you have met that commitment that you made and that you have learned in the process which you will have if you think about it and that you don't limit yourself by saying I couldn't I can't I won't be able to do any of these things another angle is now listening to Kim many many of us would not have realized what goes on behind the scenes we go to these competitions we focus on the design we compare the design we like, we don't like, we love, whatever. The same in projects, the same in things that work. What I really like people to think about is when they see things, to try and appreciate how much went on behind the scenes. Those early hours of the morning, the midnight drives, the material, the things go wrong in a project. And those people who are in a position to acknowledge that should acknowledge it, to say... Let people know that I know you would have gone to a lot of effort doing that and that was, uh, you know, acknowledge it. Not just the result and the fact they got number one or the project brought in millions of dollars, but the effort that went by the team behind the scenes, individuals and teams, please recognise that because we do underestimate it, all of us. All right, so just for the record, the results out of uh, Sydney were that I got six firsts, nine seconds, seven thirds and a highly commended. <laughs> and... Uh, in reporting that this morning to Fuliana, I said, oh, what I'm fixating on is the nine seconds. And, uh, I should have done 
So they, they should have moved up into to the first place. And she's shaking her head, but I'm going to ignore her because what we're going to do <laughs> in a later podcast is talk about how we do, as a species, tend to focus on one little negative when there are a whole lot of other positives in that same environment. I very much look forward to that because I'm still shaking my head. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll leave her shaking her head because that means she's not eating anything at the same time. I've got the last shot. Yes, I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being with us today. I'm Kim Bailey. She's from the Honor Osborne and this is Inside Exec.